Welcome back to the Mind Body Mentor Podcast. My name is Steven Jaggers and I am your host. On today's epic episode, I have my brother Drew Cannoli. Ah, he's been such an amazing friend, mentor, just all around incredible human being. Um, you guys will receive lots of downloads from this podcast. It, it ran a little short, 45 minutes, but, uh, you know, nothing, nothing short, but jam packed with wisdom and application and someone who has walked the talk, you know, he is the CEO and founder of Organifi, which this podcast is also sponsored by. And, you know, if you want to receive 15% off, use the code mindbodymentor at checkout at Organifi.com. And you know, I wouldn't just say that, but they, their products are absolutely insanely high quality. I've tried so many different superfoods and you know, so many different supplementations, and they are whole food based, um, glyphosate free. They are just... Uh, yeah, I can't say enough. They're the highest quality uh, whole food supplementation that I've been able to find. And besides that, Drew is just an incredible human being. You know, I walk around Sedona with him and just get to uh, just watch how he interacts with the public. Someone who is, you know, in the public eye around here. And, you know, he helps out so many people. He just gives away freely. I've never seen anybody give the way that this man does. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. If you can, leave me a five-star review on iTunes. It just helps this podcast grow. I got lots of big episodes coming for you. Uh, We got Kyle Kingsbury coming up. We got Stephanos. uh, And we also have Mark Groves from Create the Love. And yeah lots of others. So stay tuned. Much love you guys. Peace. All right. I'm here with the captain, Mr. (laughs) Drew Cannoli himself, brother. I just, first off, I just want to say thank you so much. You've been such a a, a positive influence in my life and so many people around me. You've been such a great mentor, friend, you know, I don't want to put a label on it. (laughs) Um, But I'm just, I'm so thankful for you. Thank you, man. Just let yourself feel that, brother. You I know, receive you've, it. You've helped. You've helped so many people. One of the most powerful things that, or you've said a lot of powerful shit to me, but one of the things you said to me the other day that really stuck with me was, "Do you ever have a conversation with your future self?" And I was like, "Ooh, I actually have not." He's like, and, and you were like, "You should talk to him. He's a, he's a powerful dude." Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. And I've been, I've been having conversations with my future self on the day-to-day basis. And it is like, I, I know we haven't seen each other for two months, but the last two months has been the biggest growth for myself on a spiritual level, on a business level, on a, on a heart level. And yeah, I just, I, I can attribute a lot of that to. You look taller. I look taller. And I think you got better looking too. I did. i'll take that i'll take that you as well brother thank you man yeah i think it's so powerful to not only talk to our future selves but recognizing when we start to do that that there's an infinitude of possibility of other 
uh, future aspects of us that we can talk to as well, right? And that being maybe our kids, mm. like bring your kids in your field. It's easier for you because you're a projector. So your aura is used to being in other fields and collecting information and repackaging it. Sometimes we do it as projectors without even knowing we're doing it, right? Yeah. So the work of the projectors to know when you're doing it, turning it on and off, but also talk to your future children, man. It's super powerful. Mm. Um, yeah. The quantum aspect of this human, this multidimensional suit is, it's the greatest technology in the universe, the multiverse, every unified field that exists, like what we have in our bodies. And I know you're a practitioner of that because you've helped me feel so much better in my body when I have pain and stuff with the somatic release and the, the healing that you do, dude. So it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to show up in this life experience with you as well at this time. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so as far as like conversations with your you know future self, future children, do you do that on a day-to-day basis? Like, do you, like, I guess what, what do you see your, like, do you see yourself yeah. 10 years from now? Like, what does that Drew Canoli look like? What is he, what is he thinking about? What is he focusing on? Yeah. What does he care about? You've um, come so far in your life already. Like, what is, what even do you care about 10 years from now? Yeah. I think I'm much more, there's times when, you know, Drew, the aspect of Drew is, uh, you know, still struggling with the ego in this current phase, sure. right? Um, and the ego is a beautiful thing because it keeps us here, mm. right? I think I'll be a lot more in my heart, which is our GPS uh, sensor. I think there's yeah. five chambers of the heart. I think the fifth one connects us to the invisible realm. Mm. And I think the more and more we ascend to our heart, which is the longest journey we'll ever take, 17 inches, right? It's from our mind to our sacred heart. Mm-hmm. I think there's more aspects of myself that will open up more possibilities, infinite timelines expressing themselves, more love, joy, peace, more present, more um, eternal now moments. Yeah. So off of the linear timeline that so many of us have been trapped into in this third density. Mm. So there'll be a lot more of that. And with that, there'll be a lot more opportunities to actually give back and help people. Mm. You know? Because that's a, you know, that is such a, a deep purpose in this life and you know other i i can recall other powerful things you've said to me like you know i've i've come to you with uh business questions with life questions with spiritual questions and you know you've you've told me that it's 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 not about you man it's about how many people you that you can help yeah how many people that you can positively affect yeah it's a reservoir of opportunity the more we give the more we fill our own cup up so it's uh, when in doubt, focus out, right? We've heard that before. Mm-hmm. A lot of people struggle with anxiety. They struggle with depression. They struggle with um, the trials and tribulations of being stuck in their body. Mm-hmm. The body's a black hole. So the more we continue to focus on the body, the more we give our seniority away. As yeah. my Don, who I've been working with for 13 years, would tell me, he's a shaman, Toltec shaman, sorcerer. So it's... Um, the more we realize that the body is the illusion and we're beyond that very much being in it, you know, the embodiment because we're pulling out that I think, um, yeah. in a long story short, you just open up so much potential when you're not focused on yourself every day. Yeah. Cause the body's fleeting. Yeah. 
It's like we're dying on a cellular level every day. Yeah. We're repairing ourselves. So it's like, it's, it's interesting because especially in the spiritual community, I see a lot of bypassing of the evolutionary biology of our body, which I know that you care very deeply about because the body is the temple Mm -hmm. and the temple is where we worship. And it's like, it, 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 it's such an interesting dichotomy because it is fleeting and, you know, we won't have this body forever, but like, how do you maintain balance with, you know, like, I know you're 100% into taking care of your body to the highest percentage. Yeah. But how do you maintain, you know, caring about your body fully, but realizing that it's, it's fleeting and it is gonna, it is gonna die. Yeah. I think it's, um, for me, it's always remembering and reminding myself of that fact mm. that today is just a short period of time. It's a parenthesis in eternity, right? Mm. So as the body of Drew goes out into the world, I'm also uh, very much realizing that the physical form of me is such a minimus aspect of the real me. So I'm not putting too much um, stock in the trap of the body, right? Yeah. The pains, the woes, the trials and the tribulations of the body that come with aging or the potential future outcome, right? Um, But also believing very much strongly that all is good, all is well. My body is perfect in harmony. It's whole and complete now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need anything. And with those thoughts, I'm impressing upon every cell in my body that there is harmony. There's harmony in this body. There's peace. There's the ability to relax. Mm. There's more ease. There's more joy in this body now. Yeah. And the more I speak those words over every cell, because every cell has ears. It's just a much more smaller aspect of your body. It's still a living entity. I could take your cell, right? The human body, the cell, the self, and I could project it out into the quantum realm, bilocate your consciousness into a different being, and I could literally harvest a new you, a new Stephen Jaggers, <laughs> in a different world based on the DNA that's actually in your cellular matrix. It has my code. It has your code. It has your morphogenetic field. It has all the likeness of you as above, so below in one tiny little cell. You could do it with a piece of hair. You could do it with virtually every single thing that makes you you in this moment. But because you're this manifestation of a community of a bunch of different things, the holistic nature of making up you, right? You think that you're separate. Mm. But the microbiota and the bacteria and the trillions of cells that are produced in every single second in the blood, you know, that's rushing through your veins are all individuated aspects of you in this linear time and space. So isn't it a miracle that you've congregated these communities, these vast worlds, these different universes in this time and space to come together as what we collectively know as you? (laughs) (laughs) That's powerful, (laughs) right? But we miss it because we're so focused on the trash can that's in our mind. Mm. We all have this mental trash can. Yeah. So part of the work that we get to do together, because we're in this together, is shaking out the trash can, letting it go in every moment. What happened in the past isn't real. It's like a fax machine. It's just played a thousand times, and even the memories shift, right? It's different than it used to be. The future is in the future, which causes anxiety. The past causes grief, shame, doubt, all these other things. But what if everything was perfect in the eternal now moment? Mm. 
And when we get hypervigilant on focusing on the environment that we're in, in every situation, then we come into our heart. And we get access to the actual quantum realm, so the individuated, you know, multidimensional you, which is far more um, alive than what you would call your body. It's a lot to wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's making me think of like, you know, when you were talking about the past specifically, especially I work with a lot of people with severe trauma. Yeah. Like severe blockages within their, you know, their psychosomatic vessel. Yeah. And, you know, like trauma is not the actual thing that happens to us. It's what happens inside of us mm-hmm. based on the thing that happens to us. Yeah. So if we can cultivate that, understanding of of being in the heart being in the heart center or even cultivating enough resilience yes mental spiritual resilience within ourselves so that like i mean stress trauma those things are are guaranteed in our life you're not going to get away from that you're not going to get away from that but the more resilience the more uh, capacity that you have to be able to carry your own load from a heart-centered place uh the more that you don't have those defense systems that kick in or you don't have those you don't have those inner blockages that stir up from the stressful events remember bruce lee he said be like water (laughs) we're 80 percent water be like water my friend and if you throw something at water what does it do it moves it moves with it it moves with it it flows And it's so natural for us to resist it. Mm. Haters, trolls online, racism, all these things that are memes that are happening in society today. Fear, pandemics, viruses, aliens, all these threats. But if we truly lived and embraced being like water, it would just all move through us. Mm. And the vagus nervous system's powerful, right? You know this. Mm. So with trauma, one of the things that I've done to heal trauma in, in this body is shaking, tremoring. Peter Levine talks about it. So TRE, trauma release exercises. Yeah. You shake it out. You titrate the trauma. And eventually you get to a place where trauma becomes fuel. So the trauma that you have is actually rocket fuel. It's, the it's growth. actually the growth. It's the, it's catalyst the catalyst for growth. It's the motivator. Yeah. And when you can charge your supercharge yourself with the past trauma that you have in this eternal now space moment, I think then you're starting to understand how beautiful it is. I'm grateful every day for the dad that tortured me, right? Yeah. Shoved my head underwater, held me there as a kid, as a three-year-old. I didn't know any better at the time. He's God to me at the time, but he's holding my head underneath the water, and I come up, and if I cry, he shoves my head back under the water. The body's storing all of that, right, in the body. So for years, abandonment issues, they left me outside for two weeks, They used to slide food out underneath the doggy door so I could eat on the porch. It's raining. It's thunderstorming. All these things, right? And they sound pretty horrific. But what if that was actually the harmony, the sound? We can transmute it because everything in the universe is music. If you look at the universe's music instead of matter, then you can start to hear the multidimensional sounds of why that was happening. Things start to shift and change. Mm. So I I was lucky enough. I was blessed enough to have that happen to me. To be trained like a Navy SEAL as a young kid. That was your training ground. It was the training. It was your training ground. Yeah, all the abuse, all the torture, all the quote-unquote trauma, the stressors that I stored in my cellular memory, mm-hmm. 
actually gives me great compassion for other people that have been abused. Yeah. You know, because how many times do we abuse, even if you're not abused by somebody else, how many times do you abuse yourself? Every day people look it's in the, the mirror and the they're beating abuse. themselves up. Mm. 80,000 thoughts a day, normally men and women, right? Women have a lot more. But how many of those thoughts are actually kind and loving? Mm. I mean, you're torturing yourself. So when we can free ourselves of that, then we get in alignment with what we're here, why we're here, our soul, you know, what, what our soul is telling us to do. Do you still catch yourself, you know, with those thoughts that are, that are beating, your, beating you down a little bit? Oh, yeah. Every once in a while. But the time. So titration in the universe is super powerful, right? Mm. So anytime anything negative happens, and we witness consciousness is existing and observing your thoughts. So like a pool of water. So if there's 80,000 thoughts a day, I can go in, scan it, look at the data of the thoughts, pull it up. Where's that coming from, right? How do I change it? How do I shift it? How do I put more light and love into it? Have a higher vibrational uh, you know, resonance around it, the emotion, repackage it, and then put it back in. Mm. So you can take any thought that you have, right? And, and every recall of a thought yeah. is a reframe into our database. Yeah, it's Control-Alt-Delete. What's a better program? Submit, upgrade. And then even the thoughts that you have about yourself in the past start to change and transmute. You start to see the man that abused you, like my biological dad, and you start to get grateful for this human. And you start to see him with love. You start to see him uh, as a child of God. You start to see him as Jesus Christ in the flesh, whole and complete, right? Mm. So what he was doing was preparing me. And then how you live your life changes. Like I wrote a letter for longer, maybe five years ago, six years ago. He was sentenced, three life sentences for drugs and abuse and all this stuff. But I wrote a letter to the prison. Hey, let's let this guy out. He doesn't deserve to be in prison his whole life. Right? Thanking him. Thank you. Not only forgiving is key, but thanking of having appreciation. Right? Gratitude. For everything. Yeah, thank you for... The man that beat me in my marriage. Because now I know what empathy is. I know what love is. Mm. And then when you free yourself of that, there's other things that line themselves up. That's so powerful, brother. So powerful. Do you think you'd be where you are at now without going through that training ground as no. a young child? Not in this 3D experience. Not in this, this time around as Drew yeah. Connolly. So I think... When we choose to incarnate back, right? I think you and I are on the same page. Like we've had soul past contracts. life memories and soul contracts and all this other stuff. And they're happening faster. So if you're listening to this, maybe you're experiencing past life dreams where it's like, you know, I was a, a woman in the Philippines, like it's a farmer or whatever else it is. Um, and you remember the past life. I think you start to realize that this is just a finite time. But you'd always want to come back and do the same thing over again right? Wow, this life has been magical. I want to live it to its fullest. So when we do that, when we realize that time is so precious, um, we can really start to see our lives differently and start to live fully alive in the eternal now moment versus holding on to things. Time is way too precious. Yeah. What do you think has been the biggest lesson that you've had to learn during this incarnation? Um, 
<laughs> All right, I'm hearing play. Mm. So for me, the alchemy of play, it's taking trials, tribulations, trauma, whatever you want to call it, and making light of it, having fun. Mm. This is just a dance, dude. Like this life experience is not to be taken serious. It so really when I, I was younger, I took everything so serious. I was hard on myself. I beat myself up. I stored bucket loads of trauma in my body. And now it's like I have time in every moment to just whisper to myself from the future, play, play, play more. Leela. Play, dude. When's the last time you just went outside, ran through a sprinkler like a five-year-old, like beat on your chest, dancing around like, you know, like we take ourselves way too serious. So I want to, my goal is to free this vessel up even more to play mm. with more gratitude, more appreciation. Just have fun with life. One of the, one of my favorite quotes uh, from Alan Watts is uh, angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. I love that. Alan Watts. Alan Watts. <laughs> Dude, every time I come over here, we're doing some sort of play. So yeah, you have to. There. Yeah, the celebration frequency is powerful. Hmm. People don't celebrate enough. Yeah. We put so much pressure on ourselves. Mm. I feel like, you know, I'm just coming into the point where I'm, I'm, I'm building a business. I'm showing up for my community. I'm maintaining a relationship. I'm, you know, doing the solopreneur thing and I'm, you know, in the process of trying to hire the right people and put all these structures into place. And, and, uh, I, I start to lose that, that joy that I actually show that I know from a heart center that I, that that's my purpose here. Mm -hmm. That's what I showed up to do. And that's like, I can do that in sessions with people, but I forget so much when I'm, you know, just in, in it, when you're in it, it's like you, it's so hard to see it from when you're like in it. Yeah. 100%. I think, uh, you know, being a young, younger man back in the day, same thing, you know, we're born and we're indoctrinated into a world that says owning things is important. Having money, having houses, cars, being in the stock market, whatever it is. And for women, it's, you know, having the fashion, having the purses, having the shoes, all the material stuff. So we chase material, mm. right? When we're young, we, we start to add things to our life and then things multiply. You have more and more material. And then the older we get, we start subtracting things. Yeah. Because you realize what's important. Let me take this away, this away. Let me free up some time to play more. I'm subtracting things. And then when we get a little bit older, we start dividing things. So add, multiply, subtract, divide. And as we go through our life, even the younger we are as a sage, I see you as a sage, right? You have to really ask yourself every day, what can I divide? How can I free up time now? Because this give me an example. It's great mystery, right? man. There's so much possibility that's open. If we're not stuck in the Groundhog's Day of the mundane TikTok world, the linear time that everybody lives in, mm. how can we free ourselves more? What would be an example of of doing that division, that division problem? Yeah, I think it's real quickly. It's looking at all the stuff that you're doing in your business, right? You probably do 12, 15 things a day. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many of those things actually bring you joy, right? I can tell you right now there's at least seven that 
aren't really the highest priority for your joy meter, right? If you looked yeah. at it as a meter, I would divide those right now. Get rid of them. And I've done this the whole time building Organifi. It's what do I not love to do? What do I, what do I loathe, right? Divide it, subtract it, get rid of it. Because I know as the universe's frequency, right? The universe's music, not matter. The higher my resonance, the, um, what am I thinking? The coherence that the heart has, the bigger the field. The coherence of the heart's a hundred times bigger than the field of the mind. Yeah. But people live in their minds. Mm. So you walk around and you look at people that are empty in their heart, but their minds are right. Mm. So when you get in your heart and you start to live with more joy, with more love, with more light, then all the stuff that you wanted anyway shows up ten times faster. So that's the secret. It's literally every single day asking yourself, wow, I'm looking forward to this. This is a dream life. Everything I get to do, I'm blessed to do today. It's like I could do this over every single day. I go to bed with a smile on my face. I wake up springboarding out of bed. Like these are the days, fully alive. Yeah, there was a, a, a post that I wrote, I think yesterday or a few days ago, and it, it, it came from a Rumi quote. But it was, you know, we don't actually create abundance. Abundance is always there. Yeah. We create limitation. We yeah. create the limitations to that. And especially working with clients, it's always a subtraction problem. Mm -hmm. It's always like peeling back the layers of the onion, peeling back the programming, peeling back the, or removing the, the, the thoughts that have been put onto you. And that then you start to replay in your head. And how deeply can you peel back those layers? And I think it's almost a process of peeling back those layers to the heart center. And especially in business, you know, people say, say to stay in your zone of genius, but I think your zone of genius is really like what's lighting you up in your heart. Yeah. The good book, Joy of Genius by uh, Gay Hendricks. And it's how much good can you take, man? How much, how much joy can you handle? A lot of people's how much joy, joy can you handle? A lot of people's joy meters are like this. Then they yeah. get too much. Then they're around other people that experience joy and they're like, they why close, are you so happy? Yeah, they close themselves off. And that's the reptilian brain. Yeah. Because the reptilian brain wants to survive. Yeah. It's the 3D linear space mechanism for keeping you safe. Mm. So joy isn't safe to the reptilian brain. It's not. Yeah. I need everything because spontaneity creates a lot of joy when we're spontaneous. Mm. The alchemy of spontaneity. Right. Yeah. Of just surrendering into whatever happens, happens. And it's beautiful when we live from that place, how much joy can we have? But you'll see, and this is going to start happening more and more, the more joy you experience in public, the more love that you express on social media or more fun you're having more and more people with that are stuck in the reptilian mind will actually call you out and they, they will actually be, uh, They'll, they'll stand, they'll try to stand in your way of having that joy. Do this, do that. Follow these rules. Yeah. It's the matrix, right? It's the Agent Smith effect. Mm. When people morph in front of you, when you're literally in this Christ level of consciousness, embodiment of joy and love and peace, sometimes they will, you know, come at you. It's a reptilian brain, man. I'm thinking of the, the Bible quote, unless you become as a little child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. 
I don't know if I butchered that. But. No, dude, yeah, <laughs> blessed be the pure in heart, for they shall see God, mm. right? It's crazy how when you really start to align yourself and, you know, you start to live from that place of joy, it just emanates from your electromagnetic field. Mm-hmm. And it'll have two effects. It'll magnetize people to you, and it'll also trigger the other people around you. It's a, pol- it's a polarizing effect. Yeah, it's all harmonics. Because when you have one tuning fork and another tuning fork that's different and you hit one and it doesn't vibrate, the sympathetic or the harmony of it doesn't resonate. But soon enough, your tribe will start to come around and they'll all be resonating a similar frequency. Mm. And that creates more of this symphony, more of the, the sound of the universe. Yeah. But when we're literally stuck, uh, you know, trying to hear, let people hear it, um, it can be a, a tricky situation. Yeah. I know that in the beginning, you know, maybe if you're listening to this and you're saying like, I just, I, I still feel blocked. I can't resonate to what we are saying. Yeah. You know, putting in those day-to-day practices that realign you over and over and over again will be incredibly hard. It will take incredible discipline you know, to really have awareness of those thoughts, to be able to see the thought, have a different attitude towards it, repackage it up and put it back into your vessel. But do you, would you think that like the longer you do that, the less you actually need to put those day-to-day practices in? Or do you find yourself still doing the same day-to-day practices over and over again? I think it's... Um like, is it a compounding effect? I think effect? even, can I analyze this real quick? Please, yeah. Give me a second. I think even the language of systematic practices, right? Doing things in a robotic nature, what would be perceived as to change your state, is a false veil that's been casted over this 3D reality. And that is anything that you can think of and fully embody it now will take no rigorous practice systems, any procedures in place. You can literally package it up and put it in every cell of your body in a moment. Like that. Like that. Faster than that. Faster you can't even hear that. it. It's just like. And the secret is the communication of the heart with all aspects of who you are being so in the eternal moment that whatever struggle you're up against fixed, right? Instantaneous healing, um, any body issues of pain. These are all veils that the mind creates. So getting out of the mind and experiencing, right? Um, a brand new consciousness, I would say, would be even more powerful than any routine, any ritual. Mm. For me, sun gazing, right? Going out for 10, 15 minutes in the morning and staring into the sun. We went to an ashram in uh, the south of France. Omran Mikhail Ivanov, who was part of the Great White Brotherhood, having nothing to do with race, just spiritual people, right? Um, And we would stare into the sun every day, 30 to 45 minutes. This will literally change your entire life. 
the things, the entities that were holding on to your field before, keeping you stuck in this mundane TikTok world that we live in, would just evaporate. It would fly off of you. So the more light that your body can hold, um, the more these things just become a non-issue. Like, it's just so easy. It's easy to become somebody new. And when you speak, it's hard, it's rigorous, there's systems, there's procedures. You're just re-cementing into the fact that things take time in this 3D world. Mm. And they don't. Time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. That's a veil that's been on this planet for way too long. It's been a program. We have to abide by time. Right? How do you spend your time? How do you spend your time? Like it's right. money. You're going to die one day, so spend your time wisely. Mm. It's very defeating, and it's all an illusion because mm. this is just a car that you're leasing, right? At the end of the, your life, you're just returning the car. And what is beyond the life that's returning the car? What witnesses the car that's being drove in this life experience, driven, right? What is that? What is it when you go to bed and you have dreams and you have an entirely new form that's outside of this body? And what's witnessing that? Because that's what you are. What do you, if you could put words to it, what do you feel like is beyond this? Love. Just so much love. I've had experiences of this. Um, in dream time, I was literally in the presence of God, we could call it, source, higher self. And there was so much white light. It was everywhere. And I had tears coming out of my eyes because my body, this body, has never felt so good. I felt like I was floating in the dream. I was aware of the dream. But I was so in so much bliss, so much love, so much light. And then when I came out of it, I felt like I had fallen on my bed. Just, and I woke up, tears coming out of my eyes. And I would say that that was the feeling of the presence that's in each and every one of us. You know, all these near-death experiences of the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, even that, right? The light is within you. There's no end of the tunnel to go to. It's always here. It's always present. We can have that now. We can experience heaven. We can on experience Earth. it now. Mm. Right? Gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude is the highest vibration. Peace is higher than gratitude. You think so? I'm just messing with you. I don't know. I don't know anything. I would love to I would love to break that down. Peace. Peace is a good starting place. It's interesting. I see so many clients that come to me and, you know, I always have a person set an intention before they come and see me. And a lot of people say peace. Yeah. And it's like, usually I'll cultivate some sort of inv invitation. Like what's in the way? Yeah. What's in the way of peace? Because it's all, it's, it's, <laughs> You know, during a session with me, you're not just going to, whatever your intention is, you're not just going to sit there and be like, okay, 
peace, bring in peace, bring in peace. It's like, no, what, what's in the way? What do you need to remember? What, what do you need to remember into your being? What do you need to clear out? What do you need to peel away? Yeah, that's powerful. Mm. <laughs> we just went deep, brother. <laughs> um, I already feel like I know what your answer is going to be to this, but what if you feel like, what do you feel like your biggest failures have been? You already know the answer. <laughs> what that you've learned from your, your failures have been the training ground for yourself to learn and remember who you are and how you want to show up or you don't believe that you've had any specific failures. Yeah. I think it's, um, there's no such thing as failure. There is no such thing. There's no such thing. Even the word failure. I failed. Yeah, you can't. There's no, that's another veil, mm -hmm. right? Because even in the greatest, what you would perceive as a failure could totally shift a whole entire timeline mm -hmm. to guide you back to the truth of who you are and the very you know, essence of your being. Take, for instance, a, a car accident, right? You're just driving down the road, minding your own business, and you know, all of a sudden somebody clipped your car. It could be perceived as I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I was on my cell phone for a second, and I failed in this moment, yeah. and I caused this accident. I caused harm on another human being. Yeah. But what if that person was your soulmate, and you were supposed to meet them in, in this timeline? Or what if the person... Um, you know, met you and you had health information for them, right? That absolutely changed their life. They were expected to have a heart attack and because they met you and you gave them Organifi or whatever else you did, they changed their health habits and that saved them, that changed their life. Mm. So I analyze anytime there's a perceived what would be called quote unquote failure, I'm looking at what's the deeper lesson here. Yeah. Has there been any like perceived failures that you've experienced you know, probably I would say more in your, you know, your youth upbringing that ended up being the thing that led you to a huge breakthrough. I think it's in, you know, in growing Organifi in the business, it's getting messages that are divine in, in nature when you're dreaming or you're meditating and all of a sudden you're hit with it and then you don't take action on it. I think the biggest lesson for me is realizing that you can get hit by a feather. Your intuition comes to you. A feather can hit you. A Mack truck can hit you. It's a little bit more. Hey, pay attention, pay attention. The universe, your higher self, whatever, is sending you this signal or a wall. So it's your option of which one you'd, you like. And I would rather have a feather fall on me and be like, hey, listen. So yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is listening more. Again, it's getting out of my head. Into the heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm very active in my mind. You're an Aquarius. Yeah, and the more I'm in my head, the less I'm in my heart, mm. which is the true intuitive instrument that we have, that GPS center, Yeah, right? our teleportation device. It's interesting, like as far as the chakra system goes, you know, we have seven chakras, we have the heart in the center, and we have three above and three below. And if you keep your energy in the heart, you can, you can go into the higher realms. You can go into the mental, uh, into the mind and use it as a beautiful tool. Or you can go into those lower body 
primal centers, those sexual pleasure centers. Um, and you can fluctuate in between those. But, you know, if you, I see most people, they either get stuck up in the head and then it's so much harder. Like you talked about that journey down into the heart. It's so much harder to make it down into the heart or people, I see people that get stuck in those primal pleasure centers, you know, that so identified with this body and the things that yeah. they have that it's so much harder to move up into, into the heart as well. So keeping your, the heart is the center of your electromagnetic field, just like you said, and keeping your energy in that. And the heart, it's, for me, I feel like it's, it's cultivating a relationship with my heart just as if it was my lover and deeply listening to it mm -hmm. because the heart will never speak over the mind. The mind's just going to like throw shit at you all day long. Yeah. And the more you can actually be like, how are, how are you doing heart? It's the place where we make decisions from the place where we keep all of our energy and it's a fluctuation. You're going to fluctuate through it. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So you've, I and there's think, 108 chakras, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. just messing. No, no, no. I know there's fucking, there's fucking infinite amount of, yeah. I mean, there's like 108 nadis, whatever yeah. they are, energy centers, seven main ones. Seven nerve plexi, you know, nerve but bundles. We never, nobody ever really knows. We don't know. Anybody that yeah. says they fully understand the body, I'm like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> Anybody that understands anything. Because when you, I think the first phase is always, you know, in Krishna, Jesus, Buddha, the first step of their enlightenment was to admit that they didn't know anything. Yeah beliefs beliefs yeah. are odd because as soon as you say you believe something you put it in a box and you say this thing is never going to change and the beliefs are what's holding humanity back right now there's so many dogmatic be it religion be it the way the body operates right external things can heal me whatever time. it is time yeah beliefs they hold us small yeah so what if you had no beliefs do you feel like belief is the same thing as understanding? Because I feel like the, the, the etymology or, you know, I've, I've heard understanding break, be, be broke down as like the ability to stand under something and lift it up or to be able to hold something yeah. from underneath. Yeah, it's all bullshit. <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. Dude, there's so nothing you, to hold, man. There's nothing to hold. We don't yeah, have to hold it. To hold. We don't, we don't need to understand it. Yeah, let it go. That you, don't robs be, us. you don't need to understand and you don't need to be understood. It robs us of our joy. Yeah. It robs us of our play. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't. There's, <laughs> nothing, there's nothing to understand. There's nothing to be understood about. <laughs> Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Open up to the infinitude of what you are. Mm. Timeless. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother, because every time I sp just spend time in your field, there's a deep remembering within yeah, me. Likewise. I appreciate that. So you've been here for, you've been here in Sedona for coming up on a year now, yeah? A year, dude. 11 months right now. Does it feel like infinite? Oh, God. <laughs> Through this whole pandemic. It's, uh, it's been the best year of my life. My lovely woman, Rebecca here, our dogs, being outside in nature every day, 
It's so slow. Slow. You know, they call it slow dona for a reason. Yeah. So it's um, it's been absolutely wonderful. The people that are here, you're here to work. You're here to learn. You're here to re-remember. It's not always easy. Yeah. It's it's an activation place. You're you are constantly being activated. There's no place on the planet like it. So whatever you're working on in your mind, in your body, in your heart, it will come up. Accelerated. A lot faster than if you were, you know, stimulating yourself in a big city or, or doing other things. There are no distractions here. Nothing. Anything that's coming up is coming up from inside of you. Yeah. Happens holographic illusion. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've had the highest moments of joy highest moments of pleasure here and some of the darkest moments of going into my own shadow here in Sedona. Yeah. It's, it's a so beautiful good. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So good. Uh, so what's next for you, brother? Um, what is next? I don't even want to take you into the future, but yeah, <laughs> it's actually, it used to be so easy for me just to rattle off everything that was next, you know, the future of this, the future of that. And, uh, now I have to like actually try to like think about what's happening in the future. It's interesting. It's like a the, the switch, you know? Yeah. So what's happening next? What are they doing? Oh, what's nice. up, Rebecca? Um, <laughs> gosh, dude, that's such a hard question for me. Well, I think you've, it's just a, a testament to how much, how much you've dropped into the present. <laughs> you can't even There's think about always, what's next. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to, uh, you know, another thing that was easy was getting excited about future things, right? Like I would pump myself up, like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to that. And I think the older I get, I'm, I'm like unable to have those things anymore. And it's frustrating for me because I remember the dopamine and the serotonin and the oxytocin and all these neurochemicals that I could conjure up in the moment thinking about a future. And now that I'm here in the present moment, it's reminding myself that I can have that now. So it's pulling myself here and it's getting excited about everything that's happening now. So looking into your eyes, my brother, and seeing not only the you that's here, but the you that has existed beyond this. And then filling my heart with so much love that we meet again in this life. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, brother. You know? it's, a, it's such a gift. Yeah. I'm so thankful for you. Likewise. Well, everyone, we're going to put a wrap on it. <laughs> we'll leave you with that. Coming to the present moment, guys, remember... It's, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. Yeah, be kind we put We put so much fucking pressure on ourselves. Especially as young men. Yeah. I'm talking to you specifically. I do. Right? I do. I'm your elder. It's, um, we have these expectations. And expectations are the thief of joy. Anytime I expect anything. It's a recipe for a disaster. What if I could be surprised instead? In any moment as if I was observing it for the first time and the last time that I'll ever see it. Think about that. What if this is the last time I ever saw Stephen Jagers? Very well could be. That makes me emotional in the moment. 
love, you know, that I have for you as a brother. Never witnessing you again in this 3D experience, knowing that we're connected to the cosmos and the multidimensional us. But what if this was the last, you know? We take our time for granted. We get busy doing things. We become human doers and not beers. So, I love you, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shoo.